Ask Level podcast with you once again, episode number 15 alongside Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. Level, no football game this week, but uh, a big announcement, obviously, coming down the line. Texas Tech gets in the Texas Bowl after uh, finishing with their first above 500 Big 12 season since 2009. This one, I, I think I've seen mixed emotions on it, but how are you feeling about the bid? Well, you know, I I, I get the um, I, I get the sentiment out there about uh, wanting this, or I, I don't know how the the players necessarily feel. I, mm-hmm. I think that this is a scenario where maybe there are a lot more friends and family will get to watch them play this game than than if you were going to Orlando. I don't know that, but mm-hmm. um, I, I you know. The, the, you know, and just so we're clear, so we understand how these things work, th- there is a, a process to where it's like a draft. I mean, there's d- depending on it, what you're ranked and what you win, i.e. the conference championship, or we are ranked uh, and, or chosen for the playoff, whatever, th- th- those slots are filled and then it, it it's be- it, it basically becomes just a draft on what bowls want or what they prefer and so you you can view it as being slighted uh you weren't owed anything that's not the way it, it works there's no guaranteed pecking order it's just whatever the bowl wants to do to try to put the best matchup they can for their own situation together and um i i think uh so that's why you didn't go to Orlando and Oklahoma did. And, you know, obviously after that announcement comes out, Oklahoma, some of their key players have opted out or have already indicated they're not going to play in the bowl mm-hmm. game, namely Eric Gray, their stud running back. Sure. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I so, so anyway, so so all, all that plays out. And, and look, I mean, what, what, would a bunch of the players rather have gone and, and – been a part of the Disney world or universal studios and just all that Orlando has to offer. And maybe some of the, the weather and all that. I I, I don't doubt that for a second, that that would have been fun for a lot of those kids. And they probably wouldn't have gotten to see that. Otherwise the payoff though, however, is I don't know what the fan contingent would have been, but I can a thousand percent guarantee yeah. that it will be much, 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 much larger in Houston. So that's kind of the that's kind of the rub there. You, you don't maybe get the experience that you want uh, if if maybe that's your preference. However, you, you're going to play in a, a semi home game environment in Houston the night of the 28th, and so that part is fun and that's why you were so enticing to the folks that run the texas bowl you know so Mm -hmm. that uh i i think there's uh it's funny because i do think there is maybe some i don't know what the other realistic options are you know mid last week it really looked like it was all pointing toward texas tech and arkansas later in the week it was very much Ole miss oriented they're 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 the better team that had the better record uh, although Arkansas did beat Ole Miss, that's a six and six team versus an eight and four team. So that's kind of the reverse. I don't know if Arkansas is a bigger brand than than Ole Miss is or whatever in, in, in the same conversation. But um, I, you know, Ole Miss and, and Arkansas both were. I don't know what the other options were, but I've seen to, to wrap it up. I've seen a lot of uh, people have issue with the Ole Miss part on really both sides of this because I think the Ole Miss fans are somewhat. 
board with uh, Texas Tech and that you've played them so much recently. Uh, and I say recently, uh, as recently as, as 2018, but you played them in the Cotton Bowl in 2009. You had mm-hmm. a, a back-to-back games with them in 02 and 03. You had a couple of independence bowls with them uh, back in uh, 86 and 98, I think it was. So it, it's just, it's a program that you, this is, Ole Miss has never played a team for in a bowl game four times before. This is the first. So this is the first. Okay. And so I, and I get some fatigue from the Texas Tech standpoint too. It would have been fun to have played a Florida or a Tennessee or a, sure. a South Carolina. So somebody that you haven't, you know, seen before, but that's not, that's not the way this worked out. So I certainly get it, but it's an imperfect process there. It's a business. They're trying to do what they can to sell tickets, to get people to, to watch it. And so there, there you go. The end. Yeah. I think uh, I've, I've seen the mixed bag, much like you're, you're talking about of, of reaction to this, where there's been plenty of like, man, we kind of feel slighted. We feel like should be in the, in the cheese at bowl or be in Orlando. But then I've seen a whole lot of fans saying, "Man, this is a bowl game I can get to." So that mm-hmm. that's that's something that, that yeah, that's that I was about to say that that's that's the the rub. I mean, because you know Orlando versus a nine win Florida State team, which would have been a kind of a road game for you. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so I, you know, who who the heck knows what the best thing is uh, that that's but you're not owed anything, you know, uh, other than TCU for what they did and Kansas state for what they did. Everything else is a draft. I mean, mm-hmm. so the Alamo at that point, once, once the, the, the sugar bowl is filled with whatever member, uh, you know, got to that point. And then if there's a team in the playoff at that point, the Alamo can look at whoever else is eligible and pick whoever they want. I mean, it, that's, that's the issue. And then cheese it can, and then Texas can. I just knew that the Texas bowl folks, if Texas tech was there to be chosen, that's what was going to happen. They weren't going to, you weren't going to fall any, any lower than, uh, than that. But at this point, after some, some odd years of having these, these stretches where you weren't playing in a bowl game, I mean, oh, yeah. Now, now we're now now we're frustrated about which. Well, no, now we're frustrated about which game it is and who oh, it's yeah. against and all that stuff. So uh, I, I'm I'm much like this. I can't be pleased. Oh, I'm too hot. Oh, I'm too cold. <laughs> oh, um, you know what? Whatever. So, um, but that, that but that that's what we're gonna get. I think it should be a fun game. This is a this is a team that was in the top ten, uh, top fifteen for uh, early part of the season. They started out seven and zero. They've lost four of their last five games and lost their their last three, whereas you, you won your last three games. So, yeah. uh, you know, kind of uh, different and, and their, their running game uh, is a nightmare. Uh, so they've, sure. uh, they churn up the, the rushing yards, I think went for over 300 yards, six times. And in two of those games, they went for over 400 on mm-hmm. the ground. So there's a young man by the name of Zach Evans that people may remember from TCU that uh, uh, yeah, he's not even their best from last year. And he's not even their best running back. Yeah. So uh, they've got a stud freshman that uh, that is already re-upped with their collective and said he's going to come back and, and he went for 1,500 yards. So that's just – I don't ever remember a year to where you're going to end up seeing as many like NFL-type running backs – as you did this particular year. And granted, everybody in the Big 12 can kind of say that uh, because that's what the Big 12 was largely filled with. And it's it's crazy because it feels like the Big 12 this year, you were going through that kind of gauntlet of running backs, but you also went through that kind of gauntlet of defensive lines the whole year where it felt like every 
every week you're lining up against another just full-fledged front from someone. So um, I'm assuming with the SEC, you should expect that as well with Ole Miss. It's it's another good defensive line that you'll go up against. That's an interesting team, though, to me, because this team was ranked, what, top seven at one point in the season, and their trajectory is really kind of yeah, the plummeted wheels, since. Yeah, the wheels kind of fell off a little bit. you know. And and, and you can easily look at their season and go, hey, man, who who'd you actually beat? Yeah, you know, who 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 do you look at on their schedule? And I mean Kentucky, but you know Kentucky didn't. Uh, yeah, um, you know they, they did uh, the same thing. Yeah, right. exactly. So um, I, uh, I I do you know, and, and so much of this, I don't know how many guys they've got will opt out. I mean, their their quarterback is a sophomore. Their stud running back is a freshman. Uh, I, I don't know what their some of their other players are going to look to do. I don't know when those announcements going to come out. You'll start to see that trickle out fairly quickly. I don't know who would fit the criteria for for Ole Miss, but um, I don't you know I don't expect anybody for the Red Raiders that I'm aware of to to go that route. That's mm-hmm. a good thing, and that's what makes also Texas Tech attractive uh, to pick from a bowl game standpoint. I I will tell you that. Um, the Texas Bowl folks were pretty. I, I think they felt uh, like last year what what LSU was going through mm-hmm. with the coaching change and a lot of opt outs. I mean, they they hardly fielded a team uh, to put in that bowl game against Kansas State last year. And I think Kansas State just did a, you know, just it, it was a kind of an an, an uncompetitive yeah. you know scrimmage, if you will. It was it was really bad and. That was prior to Brian Kelly taking over and all that. But I think with Tech and Ole Miss, you you should largely have, you know. And that's the other thing about the way the coaching cycle yeah. goes now. I think most of all of that news is all in place. Everybody kind of knows where yeah. everybody's going to be. There'll be some coordinators and position coaches that do change jobs and things like that. But large in part, you you knew picking a team if you're on a bowl committee if they had their head coach or they didn't, right? You know, um, and it's so different from how it used to be. Correct when it would always happen after yeah. the fact and it would just be a, a a bit of a mess. So anyway, but uh, but yeah, a lot a lot of a lot of history and, and these teams played uh, to open up the season in eighteen in that same stadium and I'm just thankful that the Red Raiders don't have to try to cover uh, AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. Goodness gracious. Or tackle Scotty Scotty Phillips, I think mm-hmm. was his name. Uh, you know, J- Jordan Taamu, I think was the QB at that point. That was the game that McLean Carter got hurt. Uh, I think in the middle of the first quarter, and then uh, Alan freshman Alan Bowman would yep. would come in and and do his thing. You you had guys on uh, that you were throwing passes to named TJ Vasher and Vasher Antoine made, and Antoine yeah. Wesley. Yeah, Vasher made that amazing one handed grab in that game too. So yeah, uh, question from Adam. Um, you already answered part of it. He asked, does Ole Miss have any key injuries or NFL prospects that won't play? Well, not not that I'm aware of now. I, I mean, I, I think everything's okay with their their backfield. Um, yeah. You know, they've got a stud wideout named uh, Malik Heath. I don't know his situation. I just, yeah, we're just, this is just fairly fresh, so I'm sure. not real sure if, I, if I've seen anything that indicates uh, opt-out-wise just yet. Yeah, I've got a couple of couple of more weeks to talk about, and there may be some news along those lines. But uh, the other part of Adam's question is, what do you expect the opening line to be for the Texas Bowl? 
Well, I, I think I've, uh, I, I think it's already kind of come out as okay. pretty close to a pick them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and some of that would, will be affected by some of the news that was just asked about prior, like, mm-hmm. because much will change uh, with a lot of these programs that are sure. going bowling between now and, and, and three and a half weeks from now on injuries, suspensions, ineligibilities, portal, I mean, you, you name it, coaching change, whatever. And, I mean, we didn't even know about Mississippi State's situation until we showed up in, uh, in Memphis last year, and yeah. it wasn't even until kind of the, <laughs> the, the day or so before the game that we were kind of like hearing some things and then you just start looking for certain numbers and warmups. You're like, well, he ain't there. there. He ain't there. He (laughs) ain't there. He's not there. I mean, so I don't know what, I don't remember what that did to the number in, uh, in Vegas, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they'll, but, but in other words, tech may be a slight favorite, but it won't be by, but a point or two, at least initially, but it was kind of opened up around a a pick them give or take. Okay. Um, level this question from Andrew says, C to the L with all these guys entering the portal, who might we see coach McGuire go get based off of his former coaching positions? Well, uh, th- that, the, 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 really the, I hate to, I hate to answer a question by asking one, but what, what <laughs> will dictate that is that at the time that we are, you know, recording this, there, there has not uh, been a lot of news about uh, departures out mm-hmm. of the Texas Tech camp, and you don't really have a lot of room, okay? Sure. So there's just not a lot of scholarship opportunities available to go offer. I think there's been a, a lot of active uh, social media activity as far as, you know, and your, your, your coaches are out doing recruiting visits and all these different things. I just point back to O-line. I point back to wideout. Uh, I point to really whatever you may lose on defense if certain guys elect not to come back. Uh, but I'll just, you know, just to be honest, I think there's there's going to be some guys that maybe they end up saying, hey, man, if, you're, if you want to play, it's just not going to happen here. You know, uh, and it probably speaks to how good the culture is that you haven't seen anybody uh, bail out just yet. But that, depending on when you're listening to this, that portal window opens up early this week and it goes on through, I think, January the 18th. So there's about a 45-day window on when guys can get into the portal. And if and wherever they are at that point after the 18th, that's where, you know, that's where they're at. So that's where it kind of closes. You can't add or – uh, I don't think you can add anybody at that point. They've got to make a decision uh, and, or at least maybe be in the portal by then. Maybe, maybe they do. I can't remember if it shuts down then or you've got to enter the portal in that time frame, and then you can be recruited throughout the spring. I can't remember how, if they tweak that part of it or not, but anyway, so sorry to be long winded there, but I'm just trying to give everybody the context because it's, I don't know what to expect here. Uh, the, 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 this this initial week could be quite active. I don't, and it's already been semi-active uh, out and about. If you've been following things on social media, do we see this? And and it's kind of interesting because the roster is much bigger on football. Do we see this handled like we've seen Texas Tech basketball kind of handle things over the last five years or so, six years, where 
well, if you're good enough, we're going to make room for you on the roster. Do we see see that sort of thing from Joey McGuire, or is it just kind of if you if there's a spot, we'll take you. If not, then sorry. Man, I I, I don't I don't. I don't know exactly what uh, how some of this is going to go. I, mm-hmm. I know that he he has said in public settings before, mm-hmm. if a kid graduates or has graduated, he has no problem at that point saying, "Hey, you came here and you did what you needed to do. Right, we're, we're going to move on, and we wish you nothing but the best." Uh, but if it's an underclassman, maybe there's somebody that's not getting to play. I mean, and you can go look at the roster, man. There's plenty mm-hmm. of guys that check the this criteria, even young and old, of guys that just didn't get to play this year, and that I don't think that uh, there's any plans to to do that with them. So uh, I, I don't know how Coach McGuire will, will handle some of that, honestly. Uh, but I know that you've got to be prepared for all all possibilities and if somebody enters the portal you better be in contact with them they may not need to know your exact scenario uh, because if something changes you need to be able to pivot quickly and you know get them on a visit or whatever even if you don't necessarily have a spot they may not know that I mean you see what I'm saying there's just oh, a yeah. giant there's a giant game to play and that you've got to protect yourself uh, in some cases but sure. I just am telling you the need positions O-line Maybe he's a uh, ready-made wideout, and then uh, you know whatever kind of you you end up losing on defense. Yeah, and then it, just the the part of it all too that that it makes it even more fascinating is that Joey McGuire probably has as many relationships across the state with players everywhere as you yeah. can imagine. So so he is one that, that players could could already find their their attraction to uh, if they are entering that portal. So. Uh, we'll learn more of that news, obviously, as as uh, weeks go on through December. Um, one more question about football, and we'll briefly talk about basketball and l- wrap it up. Uh, college football playoff. Obviously, TCU loses the the Big Twelve championship game. I uh, I don't know who has more hatred for TCU, you or me. It might be you because you grew <laughs> up around it. But I, I can't stand TCU. Uh, I. A lot of Bush League stuff that goes on there, but they've been a great team this year. There's no doubt about that. And they deserve to get in the college football playoff. Now, is this a good thing in the long run for the showing of the Big 12 Conference and for the so-called little guy like – so? well, I'm just talking about like the little guy like Texas Tech showing, hey, you don't have to be a completely undefeated team to get into the college football playoff, even when your name's not – Texas or OU? Do you look at it like that? Yeah, I guess if you're wanting to go to have that kind of conversation, I'm saying if I'm, Texas I'm, Tech's I'm, ever going to have a chance. Well, so. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, do, do I do I agree with them deserving to get in? Sure, uh, I. But go blue. <laughs> Agreed. Well, yeah, once it yeah. once the yeah. matchups there, I hope they get run out by fifty. Yeah. And but I, yeah. I just. I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to find any sort of silver lining possible. And well, I mean, but but you're you're about to get out of a system in which you have to true. be That's true. close to perfect anyway. Um, you know, but I mean, you 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 win double digit games and and your only loss is in in overtime. I mean, you know, I think that's a pretty good formula. Uh, you know, for uh, for for getting into a 12 team playoff for sure. Yeah, you know, in the future. That's true. You know, so because I mean, everybody that had a gripe 
this year, I mean, USC, uh, you know, Bama, I mean, you know, and then down on the way, I mean, Kansas State would have been in it. Tulane would have been in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, because, I mean, l- l- let's just be honest. USC and Tulane is a game that, for the most part, it's going to be a big production and this and that, but Tulane's going to be pumped to be there. I, I can't imagine sure that USC are. goes from Vegas, you know, in Pac-12 title game and all that is going to get pumped about playing the Tulane Green Wave. However, <laughs> however, if it's like a first-round NCAA tournament game like like basketball has, absolutely, you're yeah. damn right they would be pumped up exactly. playing it because they can't get to where they want to go otherwise – and so that's the that's the part that I'm kind of excited to see that dynamic change a bit. I am so excited for this 12 team playoff. Just for, yeah. I mean, the math of it all. We've had five yeah. Power Five conferences and four people getting the playoffs or four teams. It makes no sense, but finally, it will. We'll, we'll get some uh, more meaningful football games. So, yeah, and, and, and I mean, and I'm I'm telling you right now, they may not win a game, but if if you were to see Utah. Yeah, in your in your opening, you know, game or whatever, you'd be like, "Damn, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, you're right." I mean, yeah, like they're a, they're they're kind of the Kansas State sure. of the Pac-12, and they're just a pain to play against. So true, tough, disciplined, don't beat themselves. They're hard out. I mean, just all of it. So, uh, a couple quick basketball thoughts, and we'll we'll uh, call it a week. Um, you played Georgetown this past week, and I, I can't remember much more of an absolute roller coaster game. 18 0 runs by both teams. Georgetown obviously gets it within one. What do you learn about Texas Tech from that game? Well, I think you see the good and the bad. Yeah. Uh, that uh, you, you, you learn that it's uh it's going to be a process and you see, like I said, in a microcosm, you know, in about 20 minutes of real time, you see what this team's capable of. But then as I often say, you also see what they're capable of. And so, you know, all, all, all things in between, I don't think Georgetown is very good. Uh, That is, you know, but they, they hit shots. And I think that Mark really shrunk his rotation in that game and largely went with the starters and there weren't a lot, there wasn't a lot of bench production at all to speak of. And that's going to be a bit of a problem is there just not a lot of juice off the bench that you can sub to until, I mean, DeMorian Williams, that was maybe his best game as a Red Raider. He provides six of your seven bench points yep. uh, in that game. But Curran Walton plays four minutes in that game. Uh, Lamar Washington, I think, played like a minute. Uh, you know, Elijah Fisher and Robert Jennings just, you know, did, didn't do a whole lot. But uh, but you know, the, the bright thing is, is that Jalen Tyson just lit it up and you see sure. when he gets rolling, he gets a feel, he's kind of a feel type of player. Uh, when, when they start going in, they all start going in and, yeah. and, and whether it's early in the shot clock or he's off balance or whatever it is, he just scores. And that's what a uh, big focus was. And then you see that just, you know, Daniel Bacho is just, I mean, he, he's special. So. Yeah, and I know Mark Adams, going back to Tyson after the game, said that that's something they've been working on with him, just shooting the ball more. It's just get up shots because he's he's got the ability to score. So that that's something uh, they'll want to see a little bit more of. Uh, last question for you basketball-wise as we kind of roll into December. There's really not 
many games that are that well, should here's the, scare you. <laughs> here's the here's the interesting thing is that honestly, your next uh, you know meaningful game. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, again, some of these may be tricky. Nickel State, Jackson State, South Carolina sure, State, sure. and on and on it goes. The next meaningful game, okay, is going to be your opening conference game. Right. That is in Fort Worth mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. TCU fans are going to be a bit busy. I would okay, think so. That that day, that game time at last check had not been announced. I bet Still that up. I bet you end up catching a break there, and that that game ends up being really early in the day, as to not. You know, uh, t- athletic departments typically don't don't compete yeah. against themselves. Don't want and to. So I'd be willing to bet you're going to get like a really early tip that day, uh, and probably not a whole lot of people there. And so you can maybe go in and take advantage of that potentially, uh, which is a place as good as you were last year. You didn't get a win there, uh, lost true. a close one, and you had a ton of tech fans there and all that. So I just, uh, as an aside, I kind of offer that up is that. That's maybe a good point. You, you catch a catch a bit of a break there. I don't know. You know, I, I hadn't thought of that at all, but that's that's great because because their AD has already said on Twitter or whatever, expect it in basketball season. We're going to block tickets, but there may be a lot. Well, they, for, they, they they may they know. can block it all they want, but guess what? They're they're most yeah. of anybody that's uh, has any kind of connection to TCU is going to be in Phoenix yeah. uh, that day for that uh, what would that that then kicks off at three o'clock. And Absolutely. as I said, as I said earlier, go blue, <laughs> go yeah. blue indeed. And uh, you know, good way is to it big to is it big it blue, big blue, it yeah, it's big, big blue. blue. Go big I, blue. I, I, I can't remember if that was Kentucky or we're all Michigan, Michigan here. Or, we're all yeah, Michigan. Hail to the victors. That's no, right. I mean. Yeah, and, t- and TCU, they, they, you know, it, it pains me to say it, but I mean, I, I, I had no issue with them being included. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at when you look at how it all played out. This was a unique year in that there weren't a lot of candidates that, you know, had a had a better case. I mean, I can't listen to. I love Nick Saban and Bama. I know a lot of people are have Bama and Saban fatigue. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those. I guess I appreciate the older I've gotten. I appreciate how good they have been for as long as they've been because it's extremely difficult. But his argument just doesn't hold water when you lose no. two games and all that stuff. So, uh, and and Kansas State, man. I mean that 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 is the. I mean, I think they've now won the second most Big Twelve championships other than Oklahoma. So. Whenever Oklahoma does depart, Kansas State is kind of in some ways the standard of of what the Big 12 Conference is with with who is uh, still left. That's a scary thought, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) it'll be – man, next year is going to be an interesting year in the Big 12 Conference. Yeah, no doubt. A while till then, we got a bowl game in between Red Raiders and Ole Miss from the NRG Stadium in the Texas Bowl, and we'll – We'll be there. For yeah, it. and you you just played there last year. Yeah, it was an extremely meaningful game. Uh, you know, it, to open up the season last year. You know, you, we mentioned that you played Ole Miss there to open up the season in 2018. You've played LSU there. You've yeah. played Minnesota there. You've played uh, Navy there years ago. I mean, you've, I remember you've been that. in the stadium a variety <laughs> of times. Uh, tech fans always show up. Uh, it's always a great environment and. Uh, yeah, it, it should be should be fun. Yeah, Orlando would have been great. Playing Florida State would have been great. Uh, but this is what you got. And 
you know, if you if you didn't if you don't like it, you know, just win more games. Usually, that, well, that, that fixes it. No, typically. I mean, all seriousness. I mean, you're on the climb or need to be on the climb as a program and get to where you're attractive to those bowl games yeah. where they say, "Hey, we want that team." Oh, I think uh, I, I I think the Alamo. You know, uh, if if Texas, for example, would have sure. finished higher or or finished lower, much lower than you did, whatever. I think the Alamo would have been thrilled to be I able to so. add the Red Raiders too, uh, yeah. because you know they had the Sooners last year. That they that this gives them Texas three of the last four years. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing. I know we're, we need to wrap up, uh, choice, but here's the other thing I was thinking of. Whenever you you get the LA schools going to the Big Ten and you get Oklahoma and Texas ultimately going to the SEC, and and granted we're going to expand the playoffs, but the one thing that nobody's really talked about is the the Big Twelve will view it one way, but when when you get to the playoff and then you get to the rest of the bowl games, there's going to be a lot of bowl games that aren't necessarily attractive Mm -hmm. to the Big Ten school and to the SEC school. Because they're going to look at it and go, oh man, we got to play Kansas State, or we got to play, you know, Tech, or we got to play, you know, you know, Washington State. I mean, because there's only so many schools left in those leagues, or we got to play Central Florida, or who, whatever. Because without the without Oklahoma and Texas or UCLA and USC in in, in the pecking order, and they're moving on. They're now uh, the opposite end of the equation, and now you're looking at okay, well, we have all these bowl tie-ins with the Big Twelve. Yeah. Well, you know, so I mean, th- that's the part that I think uh, you know th- those not that not that that's a big deal. I just think that some of these fun bowl matchups uh, are going to be a lot more fun for like the Big Twelve looking at right. their matchups compared to vice versa. Uh, I don't know what that's worth, but uh, just thought I, as I was thinking about it, just is an interesting point to make. Yeah, I mean, college football is in as much of a moving place as we've we've ever seen it. As as far oh, as yeah. what we've seen in the last couple of years with NIL and with with uh, transfer portal, and now the the college football playoff expansion, the conference realignment, it's it's changing more than we've ever seen. And I I like the drama that comes with it. It's it's exciting. So level fifteen of these in the books. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week. It sounds like a plan, Woodman. Uh, yeah, it should, should be fun. Uh, this is going to go fast and furious, you know, depending on when you're listening to this. You know, this this game was is in, in three-ish weeks, three-plus mm-hmm. weeks, and you've got holidays and you've got some basketball in between, but it'll be here and dropped in your lap before you know it. But uh, preparations will get going pretty quick uh, no for, for the Red Raiders and for all, all teams playing in these bowl games and – so we'll, we'll see what we get. But, yeah, fun uh, fun opportunity. Glad to be back playing that 13th game, man. Me too. It, it, it had been a while, and I know how emotional it was last year oh, yeah. walking out of that stadium with the win uh, over Mississippi State. A lot of different dynamics at play last year, but point still stands. I mean, th- those things can just rocket you into the offseason, man. And, like, you know, it it's, uh, can really – and it doesn't hurt you if you, if you don't win them uh, too, but – it's just good for good for college football. For sure. For sure. Level. Yeah. Have a great week, man. Hey, you too, man. Appreciate it. Keep hope alive. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast with Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman right here on Double T 97.3 Network.